Hello and welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, naturopathic nutritional therapist and hormone enthusiast. If you want to learn how to rebalance your female hormones, regulate your menstrual cycle and reclaim your vitality, then you are in the right place. Each week I will be delving into different conditions such as PCOS, endometriosis, infertility, hypothyroidism, acne and hair loss. Stay tuned for interviews with expert guests, Q&As and solo episodes that are all intended to help you move from hormonal chaos to hormonal harmony. If you'd like to submit a question for me to answer on the podcast, then you can email them to hormonesinharmony at gmail.com. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hi guys, so I know I don't usually release an episode midweek but I thought I'd make a little bit of an exception and try and get this information out there as soon as possible with all of the craziness, corona chaos I like to call it and I just want to share a bit about some more holistic and naturopathic approaches to improving immunity and in no way am I saying that these recommendations are going to prevent coronavirus or even cure coronavirus if you are displaying symptoms at all. So I just want to start with that and preface with that important point. But there are some things that are definitely science-backed and we know that they do improve immunity. You'll be surprised to hear that a lot of them are pretty simple, but maybe this is just a good reminder for you to look at some of these things. And if you are at home, working from home, self-quarantining, all of that, then you could start to work on some of these things a little bit more, prioritise your health, and maybe you've been neglecting that for... um, the recent past so this has been highly requested as well i did a little poll on instagram stories the other day just checking with everyone like what are your thoughts do you want me to um just continue with hormone and gut health information as always or do you want me to put out some information on immunity and on viral infections because i don't know if it's just the people who i follow but there was a lot of noise and i just didn't want to add to that there's already so many posts post on these types of things but you voted and um, I think around 95% of you said that you do want more information so I'm happy to provide that and I admit maybe like a a couple of weeks ago or up to a month ago when it was all happening in um, China and in Asia I didn't really think it was going to spread as fast as it actually has so I do think there is still a huge media hype around it which is kind of fueling the problem but I do understand that it is affecting people, even people who I follow on social media, um, like Organic Olivia, and her parents are being exposed to it right now and are struggling a little bit at this moment in time, which is sad to to see uh, her going through, but she's sharing some great information. So people like her, um, Dr. Julian Brighton, are also spreading some good information on this. And I'm not gonna go into like the science of coronavirus in this episode because not much is known. And I'm not going to lie and say that I know exactly what's going on, but I know that it has huge effects on the respiratory system, but not just that. So a lot of people are actually displaying more digestive issues. Um, It's affecting like liver and some of these internal organs. So not just the lungs. And um, you may be displaying symptoms like food poisoning type symptoms to begin with. And you can't just now think every little symptom that you have is due to coronavirus, but then if you have a condition like IBS, you can't just think that that's 
um, just a normal flare-up that you have. You do need to listen to your own body and you'll probably know the difference between. But I also showed a post the other day and I've got an Instagram highlight saved, by the way, on coronavirus and immunity. So you can check that out where I've saved a few posts recently. And one of them is really great and it's showing how things like allergies, regular colds and flus, the symptoms differ to coronavirus. So maybe just screenshot that, keep that on hand because you don't want to be over um oversensitive and just start to see every little sniffle that you have as a um a huge problem a lot of these symptoms could just be something that you're um, normally exposed to it could just be a regular cold and flu um but we do also need to keep this in the back of our mind as well and this is a virus that's believed to have come from bats and ended up in humans and because the human body has never experienced or dealt with anything like this before the immune system's going crazy and that's part of the problem so our immune systems are trying to do a really good job at protecting us against this um, kind of foreign virus that has never been, we've never been exposed to before. And this is what happens with even regular things like colds and flus, parasites. It's not actually the organism a lot of the time that's driving the problem. It's our immune system. So that fever that we get, that coughing, that inflammation, um, that kind of anxiety and low mood and fatigue, it's usually due to our own immune system and the symptoms that it, it causes. So our body's trying to fight it off, but doing that, it can start to damage some of our other organs as well. And I'm sure you are, have been aware of the symptoms of coronavirus and some viral infections. And the biggest ones to look out for would be a cough, high temperature, shortness of breath. And there's no specific treatment at the moment for coronavirus at the time of recording this, so mid-March. Um, but treatments that are designed to relieve the symptoms um, at the moment. So when people are in hospital, they're just trying to keep them as healthy as possible until they hopefully fight the infection naturally. But no drugs or viral treatments have been developed just yet. And it is typically affecting more seriously ill people and the elderly, whereas younger people, especially children, don't tend to be displaying symptoms, but we are kind of the carriers or the vectors of this as well. So this is why it's been recommended that everyone socially distance and tries to isolate themselves and not go to these large events, not because they're trying to um, like be fun sponges and make you stay in your house. It's because young people, although they seem healthy, and don't display as detrimental effects of the coronavirus. We are actually the carriers a lot of the time, so we don't want to be putting our community and our elders and the immunocompromised people at risk. And this is why they're telling everyone to be careful, basically. And it seems to be that those with um, underlying cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, cancer, and severe immunosuppression, um, like HIV, AIDS type of conditions, are most affected. And I have a lot of clients, and me personally, I'm considered immune compromised a little bit because of things like mold, and I have clients with Lyme, and um, maybe just we've done testing and it shows that you have low secretory IgA on your stool test, for example. My advice to you is um, just continue doing the same treatment protocol that you've been put on, either from me if you're a client or your other medical practitioner because a lot of these recommendations are designed to support your immune system. So we're going to be talking about those today as just a recap. But the, the real immunocompromised people like I've just listed, they would be at most um, risk of this issue.
And to put this into perspective a little bit, I'm not gonna, <clears throat> I'm not downplaying the severity at all. But to put this in perspective, um, I heard Dave Asprey on Instagram giving some of these stats, and he's got a little Instagram clip on this. But he was saying that 25,000 people die from cancer globally every single day. Almost 50,000 people die every day from cardiovascular disease and around 5,000 people a day die from diabetes. Half a million people a year die from Alzheimer's disease and global deaths from 2018 flu season um, was around half a million people, whereas the 2019-2020 um, flu season around 50,000 Americans died. So we're all exposed to viruses and bacteria on a daily basis and a lot of people um, will get coronavirus some unknowingly so your immune system just fights it off naturally if you're pretty healthy and in the younger people you may get it get a little bit of just regular um, cold and flu symptoms that you'd expect and our body fights it off naturally so that's how we become naturally immune to it but it's the people who can't Mount to immune response that are um, susceptible to more fatal episodes of this. And again, not downplaying the severity of coronavirus, I think there's a lot of media hype still. And to put that into perspective with the stats that I've just given you, this doesn't come anywhere near, coronavirus doesn't rank anywhere near any of those statistics that we've just shared. And as I was reflecting the other day, um, and just looking in my local community and people writing on Facebook and things, I had a very, very, very bad chesty cough and um, respiratory distress and illness before Christmas, as did many others um, who I used to work with and like friends and family nearby. And there are some specula speculations as to whether this was coronavirus. Again, this is just my thoughts and um, what the people are saying. It's definitely not a fact. And um, I didn't go to the doctor's because I don't really um, do that too regularly unless it's absolutely necessary. And um, many of these people did, and they weren't testing positive for just regular colds and flus. Um, so it could have been something similar. Who knows? I'm just speculating. And always is recommended, speak to your practitioner with um, any of these recommendations that I'm going to give. And if you have a medical health condition, you're taking medications in particular, there could be some contraindications here. So be sure to do your own research. But I'm going to share just some basic things. Um, and to start off, I just want to share how this is affecting me personally. So probably going to have to cancel my trip to LA, which was planned for May with my friend Cassie, which is really sad, but I understand. And a lot of people are in the similar um, same boat right now. And it's not essential travel, so that's been recommended. Who knows? All of this may be over in a few weeks, but there are some stats to say that it may be like six, eight months before everything is back to how it was. And um, business-wise, I've actually been quite busy over the past couple of weeks, um, just with everyone getting a little bit freaked out, which is understandable. But I understand this is a blessing because there's so many businesses and um colleagues and things that are being laid off and businesses are being really affected by this and people are losing their jobs and are concerned financially and even my parents have like a brick and mortar business and um it's like electrical wholesales and this is really a stressful time for them i can imagine and the stock markets have crashed 
which is really sad but for those who are self-employed if this is like the first thing it is for me as well that you've gone through where you're not quite sure where income's going to come from all of that this is just another good reminder to squirrel some money away put some money aside every single month for situations like this or it could be that you have a family issue that you can't work for a while or you get injured or quite ill at some point in the future so it's just a good reminder to start to look into some of these things as well and I understand this is difficult if you're just starting out in business and may not be financially able to just fuel your day-to-day needs but in the future as you start to earn a little bit more putting some money aside and where I live in the northwest of England so like the Manchester area we're not in quarantine just yet I think there are some schools that are still open um I'm guessing they're probably going to be closing over the next week or so same with gyms still open at the moment shops are running low the last time I went in on a lot of food and particularly the not so great types of food which was a bit frustrating to see but the good thing for me is that all of the healthy staples and groceries that I usually buy were still available um but yeah like crisp and chocolate alcohol biscuits were pretty much sold out um, as were meat and fish, which is good to see. And vegetables actually were um, were all sold out. And health-wise, I still haven't moved. So I'm in still the mouldy, water damage building. And I just did some recent testing and my immune system is still very compromised. So I am a little bit concerned. And my mum is also asthmatic. So I'm dosing her up on all of these remedies as well the mold toxin that i have is called mycophenolic acid and this is derived from penicillin penicillium type of mold species and this is actually used as a pharmaceutical drug to prevent organ transplant rejections which is designed to suppress your immune system and to combat that a little bit i'm doing all the things i usually do nothing's changed too much I have upped my coffee enemas from once a week to like three to four times a week. That really helps with glutathione levels, clearing my bile, which is antibacterial to the gut and just strengthens your immune system. And some of the supplements I'm going to show today I'm taking, I just did a whole order, like a double dose, just in case they all get sold out. Binders I'm taking, not necessarily for the virus protection, but just to keep my body able to detox and for me clear out some of the mold toxins that are clogging up my liver a little bit dry body brushing healthy diet as always with some of the food that i'm going to mention but on to my recommendations so the first one is um, on the subjects of supplements which there's not a ton of research on with coronavirus but just for general immunity and in china some of these things are being studied at the moment and were studied for things like sars in the past so it has um, Corona and SARS are, I think, in kind of a similar family category. And these are adult doses that I'm going to recommend as well, but always work with the practitioner. And it's going to be much less dose for children. Some of these aren't safe. So again, do your research, speak with your practitioner. Vitamin C, I think most people know because it's literally sold out everywhere, especially the good types that I tend to use, like the liposomal forms are sold out pretty much anywhere, everywhere and the dosage would be like two to even six grams of vitamin c per day in divided doses because if you take too much at once it can cause diarrhea and this is one that's been studied in china even ivs would be absolutely amazing if you have access to those most people don't and some of these spas and clinics that offer these are closed at the moment but 
IVs would be an amazing thing if you have access to that. Vitamin D, we know this is great for immune system and it, it is best to test. So most hospitals and things that are busy at the moment, so I would recommend doing a home test. A lot of countries offer this in the UK. There's the Better You test and I'll link this in the show notes, but this is a finger prick. So you do it in the comfort of your own home and they're probably quite busy at the moment. So just be patient with timings and all of that and results. Last time I looked, it was around 40 pounds in the UK. I'm not sure what the price would be elsewhere in the world. Ideal levels for vitamin D in the UK readings, which is nanomoles per litre, would be around 100 to 150. And in the US or elsewhere in the world, the nanograms per deciliter NGDL would be around 50 to 80. So if you are severely deficient, so we're coming out of winter now, it could be that your vitamin D, if you haven't been supplementing or have some health issues, your vitamin D could be tanked. And that's just putting you at risk of not just viral infections, but bacterial infections, low mood, joint pains, all signs of vitamin D deficiency. But you really need to know exactly where you are to get the correct dosage because too much could be um, a bad thing. Zinc is another one. They've actually done studies on zinc combined with malaria drugs. And um, this stops the replication of RNA in viruses. 40 milligrams a day is kind of the upper limit, 50 milligrams in some cases. And even zinc lozenges could be good if you have access to those. And if you lie down and let the lozenge dissolve in the back of your throat rather than just swallowing it, that can really help. And remember like the oral microbiome and the um, way that a lot of these viruses are being transmitted is through saliva and breath and airborne. So if you protect your um, throat area and your nasal passages, then you could be reducing the exposure as well. Vitamin A, and we're not talking about beta carotene here, we're talking about the active like retinol and in just regular illnesses and when you feel like you're coming down with something, you can do like a bit of a mega dose. This isn't to be taken for longer than a couple of weeks, absolute maximum. And again, check with your practitioner. Um, don't do this if you're pregnant or trying to conceive. Um, and even with children, you don't want anywhere near this type of dosage, but something like 50,000 IU twice a day for up to a week can be really effective at um, supporting immunity. And interestingly, vitamin A also helps to increase lactobacillus in the gut, which is a key beneficial bacteria that helps to protect us against all sorts of things. Pro and prebiotics, so you can supplement with things like lactobacillus. I'm not the biggest fan of doing that, I just see more benefits. Um, anecdotally and um, clinically with my clients with spore-based probiotics. So the brand that I really love is Megaspore. Um, I'm, I don't want to say this information um, in case all of the stock gets sold out and I want to use it, but I'll be kind and I'll share what I really enjoy. Um, but I'm guessing they're going to be pretty low on stock at the moment. But these are the spore-based probiotics that actually implant into the gut. And they can really make a huge change and can help with um, immune regulation. So if you're too overactive or too underactive, they're kind of like adaptogens in the gut. And the food for probiotics would be prebiotic fibers. So obviously food-based ones and um, with certain fibers, cruciferous vegetables, garlic, onions, all of that. But you can get prebiotic powders. Again, microbiome labs who create the Megaspore products do a really good probiotic prebiotic powder, sorry. But go low and slow with this, especially if you've got digestive issues. Um, it can cause some adjustment period type symptoms with gas, bloating, 
um, a little bit of loose stools, but it should settle after a while. And I see that being quite well tolerated. Adaptogens, holy basil or tulsi in particular has been shown to help T helper cells. So these are the immune, um, the immune cells that help to balance things out. So if you're a bit overactive, underactive, like I just mentioned, and the, all these adaptogens are also supportive to the adrenals and the stress system. And with everyone being on high alert, major anxiety, fear, all of that, it can just be something that we all need to increase this type of stress support. Um, ashwagandha comes into that category, ginseng comes into this as well, but rhodiola in particular is another one that can help with um, endurance and also hypoxia, so it can help to uh, prevent hypoxia in certain people, which is a common effect of coronavirus as well. Elderberry, most people are aware of for supporting immunity throughout the winter, and this can help with suppressing viral replication and preventing viruses from actually entering cells. Licorice, be careful with blood pressure, high blood pressure, medications, all of that, because it can increase um, cortisol and blood pressure in some. But it's a great antiviral and it's like a mucilaginous herb. So it's, um, it's kind of soothes and coats the gut and the respiratory system in particular. And one of the, one of the um, enzymes that coronavirus is targeting is the um, angiotensin converting enzyme 2, I think it is. Don't quote me on this. But this is one that blood pressure medications can target. Astragalus is, I think it's also considered an adaptogen but this is great for immune support it lowers something called tgf beta um, which is a group of cytokines and proteins that affect cell division and growth i love herbal teas so you could get some of these in tea forms or loose leaf or tea bags and i sometimes brew a big pot of tea put that in a flask and sip on that all day long this is sometimes easier when you're at home you can get up and make a drink Quite frequently whereas if you're in the office sometimes that's um, frustrating and you don't have access to these things but you can even let it cool down and have it cold and just support yourself throughout the whole day and herbs like thyme holy basil or tulsi nettle ginger can all be consumed in tea form but just another way to hydrate yourself and get in some more immune support and antioxidants rather than just drinking plain water colloidal sil silver is another one that you can gargle with you can use topically you can disinfect your hands with it, um, use it as nasal spray sometimes. So I just, I recommend everyone to have a, a bottle of colloidal silver on hand as like a first aid kit because it really comes into, um, comes into use in a lot of different ways. And um, you can sometimes nebulize this, so inhaling it into the lungs, but I really would work with someone on this um, because it can cause some damage when done incorrectly. Glutathione and NAC, Think of quality here because some capsules contain glutathione and they aren't well absorbed at all. So the ones that I like to use is liposomal glutathione. This is another one that's pretty much sold out everywhere, especially the good types. NAC you can get in capsule form and this is a precursor to glutathione, which is the master antioxidant of the body. Provides good levels of sulfur, which is important for liver detoxification and just free radical damage and um, supporting our immune system. Some people with sulfur sensitivities really don't do well with either of these or you need to start very slowly, especially if you're quite toxic or have issues with sulfur sensitivity. Um, maybe you have a molybdenum deficiency. So if you do start to get headaches or itchy skin or feel a little bit off when taking these, consider a molybdenum supplement alongside 
go very slowly, but they can be very effective. Medicinal mushrooms, I actually have a blog post on this and I'll link to that in the episode show notes as well, so you can swipe up to view them. But cordyceps, reishi, chaga, turkey tail, these have been known for centuries to support immunity and help with bacterial infections, parasites, viruses. A good, really good company is Four Sigmatic, which should be available pretty much worldwide. You can get them, these in tea form. They do blend some of them with coffee. So if you're fine with coffee, this could be a good option as well. Tastes really good. And um, they mix them sometimes with matcha and golden milk. So it's just a nice way to get them in. Or if you have access to them fresh, I don't where I live, but um, I know that some certain farmers markets have some of these medicinal mushrooms on hand, but so effective. And um, I re highly recommend the medicinal mushrooms if you tolerate them. I know some people with histamine issues don't. Bee products. Um, propolis, manuka honey, bee pollen, royal jelly. Again, other things that have been used for hundreds, if not thousands of years. There's an amazing brand in the US that I've heard good things about called Beekeepers Naturals. I can guess that they're probably very busy at the moment because everyone's turning to some of these um, ancient medicines for supporting themselves during this time. They do like a throat spray. Um, and if you can't get access to those, you can just try regular manuka honey. I prefer the, the type that's raw um, from Wetherspoon. I use it on my face. I use it on cuts and burns and acne breakouts, but you can take it internally as well with like a ginger tea or just by the spoonful. And this has got amazing support and enzymes and minerals, uh, which could be really helpful. Colostrum and immunoglobulins. Some people don't tolerate the dairy, even though they are usually well tolerated for those with lactose sensitivity and it removes a lot of the time the processing removes casein which is an inflammatory and potentially immune provoking compound in there so you can get dairy free versions just immunoglobulins that are derived from something else but colostrum is part of the immune factors that are passed on from mother's milk this is from a cow derived um, source so if you are vegan or vegetarian uh, vegan sorry you may not do well with this or want to take it, but these immunoglobulins act like soldier cells in the system. So they protect your immune system, they line your gut, and they can kind of kill off some of these things that shouldn't be in the system. And last one is nasal sprays. So I said the, the colloidal silver one could be used as a nasal spray quite effectively. And I was already using something called X-Clear, which I'll link to as part of my mold detoxification program, because mold can um, affect the sinuses and can lead to something called marcons i'll not go into this just yet but um looking at the ingredients and everything i believe that it could also be really good for protecting against immunity because it's got um grapeseed extract in there and you can also use neti pots with saline so just salty water some people use essential oils be very careful with those as well because they can be quite strong you just want to rinse the sinuses and that protects you against um, colonization from some of these things diet wise it really is the basics so cleaning up your diet this is not the time to be binge eating kfc and pizza and burgers every day ditch the junk food and alcohol as well if possible because we know that some of these refined sugars and trans fats really suppress the immune system and cause a lot of inflammation so just try and do your best with your diet um, and just limit some of these things. It doesn't have to be forever, but if you're trying to protect yourself and others around, really try to um, eat the best diet that you can. 
There are some specific foods that we know again help immune system. Um, ginger is one of them. So I mentioned ginger tea, but ginger can also, um, in some, some, some studies, has been shown to prevent viral attachment to the upper respiratory mucosa. So what does that mean? Um, it prevents these viruses and bacteria from kind of connecting to your respiratory system. But you do need to take quite a lot. So using it as a herbal tea, you can juice it, add it to smoothies, meals, and consider supplementation with that too, if that works for you. Garlic, onions, sulfur-rich foods, these prebiotics contain sulfur. They increase glutathione levels and are amazing for liver detoxification. Organ meats, you all probably know by now, my love for organ meats. This is the perfect time to really implement them if you haven't already, because they are nature superfoods. They're rich in vitamin A and zinc in particular which is important for immunity. And rather than turning to supplements all the time, we can use food as medicine here. I'm using that term lightly. And my favorite is chicken livers. You can make them into a pate. You can make homemade burgers with beef mints and livers combined, make a bolognese, hide it in there if you have to, but try and get them in at least once a week. The more the better. But if you're pregnant, um, you don't really want to be doing this every day, if I'm honest. And you probably can't take in that much because your body will tell you when it's had enough. But be careful if you're pregnant, but you can still eat them quite safely. It's really just the vitamin A supplements that you need to be careful of. Grass-fed beef is another one. Try and get this from local farms rather than having it shipped across the world. See if your local farm can be supported. And um, usually they have um, very high quality. It's like an organic farm. Just double check the procedures but grass-fed beef is rich in some of the sulfur-rich amino acids and nutrients as well. Bone broth, if tolerated, um, supports immunity, contains some of these immunoglobulins and amino acids and can help with gut health. And we know how important gut health is for immunity. 80 plus 78% of our immune system is located here. And this is why fermented foods, so these probiotic-rich foods can be good. If tolerated, some people don't tolerate them like myself. I wish I could have things like sauerkraut, kimchi, kombucha, not kombucha actually, um, kimchi and kefir, which is a fermented dairy product. If you tolerate dairy, this will be a good time to increase those as well. You can even make your own and look online for recipes. And then finally, vitamin C rich foods with things like citrus, fruits, red peppers, um, salad type of vegetables, fresh fruit provide you with the antioxidants and the vitamin C that we really need to increase at this time. And then lifestyle wise, a lot of this is basic again, but um, important to remind and start to implement if you haven't already. We've all heard of the hygiene aspect of things, washing hands for at least 30 seconds. And if you're in bathrooms as well, public bathrooms, um, consider using some tissue paper or something to open the doors because you could spend 30 seconds washing your hands but then if you grab the door handle then someone who's not washed their hands could be spreading germs as well not touching your face um, using sanitizers not shaking hands or hugging people when possible washing your clothes or showering after you've been in large groups if you see that to be necessary staying at home as much as possible this prevents the spread so it's not meaning that you are going to get the virus and die from going out in public. It's because the younger generation, probably the people listening to this, become more of the carriers and put other people at risk. So just be considerate of that. 
at least until some sort of treatment's found, we just want to slow things down a little bit to prevent the ongoing spread so that those in hospitals can be treated and it's not all the hospitals aren't getting overrun. Uh, we need to look at those things too. Think of the other people in the biggest perspective here rather than, oh, I want to go out, I want to go to the gym, I want to go to this event. Think of other people. And then managing stress stay informed but stay as calm as possible because stress really does impact the immune system and this fear and anxiety and anger really does um, make things worse unfortunately and do some deep breaths so breathe with me now hold, make sure you're not holding your breath sometimes you find that your shoulders are tensed up you're clenching your teeth so just calm down as much as possible do watch the tv and the news and everything but don't be watching it 24 7 if there's any major updates you're probably going to know about it and breathing into the lungs so that this really calms the body down but it really helps to clear out the lungs as well we don't usually fully deep breathe deep into the abdomen and the bottom of the lungs so a gentle reminder and then a visualization even when taking supplements and eating things just think of the benefits of the food um washing your food is actually an important one as well uh, particularly vegetables you don't know who's really touched them we don't know um what's happened in transit so just washing your food with like a combination of apple cider vinegar or bicarbonate of soda grapeseed extract and then dry them off keep them in the fridge that's an important point but think of the benefits of these things and the fact that you have access to some of these supplements and um, really high quality foods and that type of mindful eating can be really helpful nature and sunlight is also important but avoid going to large crowded places and um, public beaches if they're local to you and instead just like sit in your garden get some fresh air or go for a walk in more of a secluded area um, and this really helps with um, calming the body and the benefits of vitamin d fresh air and sleep don't forget about sleep if you're stuck at home and are really bored go to bed a little bit earlier get a good eight plus hours a night if possible, if you've been neglecting your sleep, then this is actually a really good time to, you can't really catch up on sleep, but you know what I mean. And while you're doing your evening routine, switching off your Wi-Fi and limiting your exposure to EMFs as much as possible throughout the day, because these are definitely something that affect the immune system and suppress immunity. And recently, over the past like two to three weeks, I've been turning off my Wi-Fi router or router at night and for the first time in a long time i've actually been dreaming so it's no it's not some woo woo quackery thing that i'm talking about it is true there's some scientific evidence that it affects the immune system so we want to try and do everything that we can to stay strong especially while we're asleep because we can't not have internet and things and if you during the day have your internet off probably the next door neighbor is going to have it on so we're always exposed so if you can control your home environment and at least at night while we're sleeping you're not using the internet um in the in the night hopefully but try and do this and i think this will be really helpful hot baths exercise home sauna if you have one this helps with heat shock proteins which support the immune system and there may be some evidence to show that this coronavirus or um other bacteria and viruses have a harder time replicating in heat. Maybe that's why it's not affecting countries near the equator and it's affecting more of the Northern hemisphere. I'm not sure, this is just a theory. Essential oils can be great as well. 
I know the brand Dolterra, they have a product called OnGuard and there's a post that's going around on social media showing how effective it is at killing bacteria and viruses. But I think it's out of stock at the moment because everyone's realised how effective these things are. But you can clean with essential oils, you can in inhale them, use them topically with a carrier oil or just diffuse them in the room. Home workouts can be good as well. So if your gym's closed like mine, I think it's planning on closing soon or you just don't want to put yourself at risk or um, put others at risk. You can do YouTube video workouts. You can buy like an online workout guide or thing that you've been putting off, get some resistance bands or just use like some um, some cans or something out of the cupboard. Um, hit sessions, really easy, get in your garden and do something, even if it's a little bit chilly. And many fitness and yoga studios are actually offering online workouts. So to support an online, uh, to support a local business as well, maybe consider doing an online workout. Could be fun, something a little bit different. Be extra safe as well, just with regular day-to-day -day things like driving, because you don't really want to end up in hospitals or any at this point. Um, cooking, all of these things, be really, really careful. Exercising and avoid the use of unnecessary non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs. These would be things like ibuprofen, paracetamol, aspirin, because these have been shown to make the problem worse um, by affecting this ACE2 enzyme that I mentioned earlier. I don't know the exact mechanism, unfortunately. Um, I think it was Dr. Tina on Instagram. She did a really good IGTV on the whole mechanism. And we know that these NSAIDs affect gut health as well. And our immune system obviously lives in our gut. And I hope this whole situation makes everyone more aware of the importance of health and taking care of yourself and the fact that you become more susceptible when you have some of these more chronic lifestyle driven conditions and I think people may start to realize how precious life is how much we need to slow down and think of others think of the community care for other people maybe it's a lesson that we should wake up wake everyone up a little bit and I've mentioned a few times the importance of supporting local businesses. If you can buy gift cards, um, order deliveries from them if they're offering that and look out for your neighbours as well. So if there's any neighbours who can't get out or are struggling a little bit financially and you are able to support them, please do if possible and call them up rather than going round just in case. And this is the time where I am so grateful for conventional medicine. A lot of people think I'm very against conventional medicine but conventional scientists and drugs and the NHS this is a time where it really starts to shine and this is what the NHS and national health services should be used for some more of these um, global and acute situations and I think that we should all be taking care of ourselves on a daily basis and then use these services when necessary especially in places like the UK where we have the NHS I'm so grateful for it at the moment even though I'm not using it actively for coronavirus i can only imagine the stress and pressure people have in other countries where they have to pay for their health care supplement wise if you're a client of mine i've already sent this reminder on instagram but on full script so for my us clients i've made a little um, immune support category for you to look at some supplements if they're all still in stock same with those in the uk in europe who order through places like amrita and natural dispensary if you want to want to stock up on some products and not really sure which ones 
then let me know and I can send you a screenshot of particular products that were in stock last time I looked and consider purchasing like double quantities, especially if you're going through a protocol or something, you don't want them to be running low at any point. And with food wise, in case we do go into quarantine, it's worth keeping a few, um, a couple of weeks worth of food in the house, prep some meals, keep some um, tinned beans or whatever you have to do, um, some meat in the freezer, some eggs, stock up a little bit, but don't go crazy. Um, we want you to prepare and not panic. So let's all again, just take a deep breath. And for more information, I have the coronavirus and immunity highlights saved on my Instagram, which you can refer to. And please, I would love it if you could share this information with your loved ones and friends, because this information I wanted to put out there to actually empower other people. So I'll see you on Monday for the next episode, which will resume as normal on a really great subject. So have a great rest of your week, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hormones in Harmony podcast. If you like this episode, please leave me a rating and review as this helps to spread the word to other women dealing with hormone imbalances. As a massive thank you gift, I'll send you a free guide, Six Steps to Hormonal Harmony. All you need to do is screenshot your rating and review, then email it to me at hormonesinharmony at gmail.com and I'll send you the link to download this free guide. If you haven't already, check out my website vivanaturalhealth.co.uk and Instagram page at vivanaturalhealth for tons more free content and inspiration. You can also schedule a free 30-minute hormone troubleshooting call to find out the next steps to take in order to overcome your symptoms naturally. See you back here next week for another episode.